Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of A Light Podcast. This is Brick Hill, and I'm always so blessed that you decided to click and listen. On this podcast, I glorify the Lord, I read scripture, and yeah, that's what I do over here. I have an Instagram. It is A Light Podcast, so at A Light Podcast. And then you can also send me an email at alightpodcast at yahoo.com. So I'm blessed to have you today. I'm going to start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm so blessed to be here on this beautiful Wednesday at 834 Eastern Standard Time, recording this podcast to glorify you. Lord, let everything that you desire to come out of my mouth be said on this episode. Less of me and more of you. None of me and all of you. That is what I desire. Whoever listens to this, I pray that they are blessed and encouraged to get into your word for themselves and encouraged to seek you every single day. Lord, I'm so grateful. And this is a true privilege to be able to glorify you. In Jesus' name, I pray that all hearts are open to receive your word. Amen. So, we are on Wednesday, July, let me get the date right, July 28th. And do you ever just take time to realize how blessed you are? Oftentimes, as of lately especially, I just sit back and I'm just like, wow. And that's not to say that things are going perfect. And when I say perfect, my idea of perfection or going my way. But I'm just so blessed. Like, I'm so grateful to have made it this far. I am 29 years old. And I know there's this thing that goes, women should not disclose their age. Listen, I'm not that woman. I am blessed to have traveled through 29 years full of God's grace, living off of nothing but God's grace. So if you ask me how old I am, I'll tell you, okay? I just take time and look back and say, wow, Lord, you have taken me through 29 years. That means that each day, 29 years straight, I've gone to sleep and And, you know, I was able to see a sunrise. I was able to see the next morning. That is a blessing. God is so good. The circumstances may not always go as we plan. But just to have life, just to have God breathe into our lungs and allow us to see another fresh day, that is a blessing. Because I look at it like this. You woke up this morning. That means that God is not done. He's not done living through you. 
to help someone else. See, when we look at things not so selfishly or self-centered at all, it's better. It's better because if we're here to help someone else and encourage them through the Lord Jesus Christ, then that means they're going to encourage someone else through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it just grows and grows and grows. And then more people are informed of God's goodness. So I'm just grateful. And I just wanted to reflect on that. So today we are going to be reading Job chapter 6 and 7. Okay, so we're going to be reading and reflecting on both chapters. Reading, Reading from, excuse me, the New King James Version. And I'm just going to get right into it. The last episode was a random episode. If you haven't heard that one, it is up, it is out. The episode before that, we read and reflect on Job 5. It is up, it is out. So you can kind of go back if you are not caught up. Or if you just want to start from here, go ahead and do that. Whatever you are led to do, okay? So Job chapter 6. This is when Job comes in and responds to Eliphaz. Eliphaz puts in his two cents of everything. Um, He glorifies the Lord in his talk and in his speech, the way that he knows how to. Um, And now Job responds. So Job chapter 6 reads, Then Job answered and said, Oh, that my grief were fully weighed. And my calamity laid with it on the scales, for then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore, my words have been rash, for the arrows of the Almighty are within me. My spirit drinks in their poison. The tears of God are arrayed against me. Does the wild donkey bray when it has grass, or does the ox low over its fodder? Can flavorless food be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? My soul refuses to touch them. They are as loathsome food to me. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant me the thing that I long for, that it would please God to crush me, that he would lose his hand and cut me off. Then I would still have comfort, Though in anguish I would exult, he will not spare, for I have not concealed the words of the Holy One. What strength do I have that I should hope? And what is my end that I should prolong my life? Is my strength the strength of stones, or is my flesh bronze? Is my help not within me, and is success driven from me? To him who is afflicted, kindness should be shown by his friend. Even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty, my brothers have dealt deceitfully like a brook, like the streams of the brooks that pass away, which are dark because of the ice and into which the snow vanishes. When it is warm, they cease to flow. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The paths of their way turn aside. They go nowhere and perish. The caravans of Timah Look, the travelers of Sheba hope for them. 
They are disappointed because they were confident. They come there and are confused. For now, you are nothing. You see terror and are afraid. Did I ever say bring something to me or offer a bribe for me from your wealth or deliver me from the enemy's hand or redeem me from the hand of oppressors? Teach me and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forceful are right words. But what does your arguing prove? Do you intend to rebuke my words? In the speeches of a desperate one, which are as wind? Yes, you overwhelm the fatherless and you undermine your friend. Now, therefore, be pleased to look at me. For I would never lie to your face. Yield now. Let there be no injustice. Yes, concede my righteousness still stands. Is there injustice on my tongue? Cannot my taste discern the unsavory? So that was Job chapter 6. And there are 30 verses in Job chapter 6. Now to kind of break down what's happening like I mentioned in the beginning, Job is responding to Eliphaz and Job feels as if Eliphaz is not being as understanding as he should be to Job's suffering. So that is what his response is in regards to. Okay. So Job's friends were kind enough to sit with him in sympathetic silence for some seven days, which we read in Job 2 and 13, Job broke the silence with an anguished rant, Job 3, and Eliphaz responded with a poetic call to repentance, Job 4 through 5. Okay, and then we read Job's response. Also, don't forget to check out EnduringWord.com. This is the commentary that I'm also including in this podcast as well. Okay. It just, it helps to break down what's going on. So, this was not only Job's feelings. It was also the judgment of God as revealed at the end of the book of Job, where he said, where he said of Eliphaz and Job's other counselors, you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. So that's, you know, fast forward into Job 42 and 7. Okay. So Job's outburst in Job 3 did not curse God, but it did come close. So back in Job 3, when Job started going through what he was going through, um, it made it very clear that Job did not sin or he did not, you know, disrespect God. However, he was close because he did not understand what was going on and a lot of times that's what happens with us and I am going back to Job 3 for a little bit to kind of reference but a lot of times we are so quick to blame God on what is going on with us instead of asking ourselves what led us down this path so we can definitely relate to what's going on in that um, chapter Job 3. So let's back up a little bit.
Okay. So Job basically feels like he was being attacked by God. And instead of completely blaming God and being rude and cursing God, he just complained. He complained about what was going on with him. And he even mentioned that he, you know, he blamed it on himself too. Job did. Job said, curse the day that I was born. Maybe if I wasn't born, I wouldn't be going through. He just really, 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 (laughs) he really, really went completely in on himself because he didn't know where all of this was coming from. But this response to Eliphaz in Job 6 is very important. Um, And the reason why I'm going to go read Job 7 as well is because they definitely need to be read together because this is the complete response to Eliphaz. And then the next friend of Job speaks. All of these, you know, examples that were being used in Job 6 are just absolutely like so relatable in conversations that I've had before when you try to get someone to really sympathize with you and say, look, this is what's happening. I know God is putting me through this because of this. And you're trying to get someone to understand you. Like, and then at the same time, he just feels like Eliphaz's words are not what he wants to hear at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Job is a very wise man very wise so him being puzzled about the situation that he's in just think about how hard that is for him to digest and then you have your friend which I said that Eliphaz is very smart the things that he was saying very you know very smart we all like to put in our our two cents about things but God has the final answer and God only knows why he's doing what he's doing but It's just something about someone, when you're going through it, them seeming like they have all the, thinking in their own head that they have all the answers, yet they're not feeling the pain that you're feeling at the time. So it's like there's no right words for you to say. What I'm learning from these responses from the friends is that a lot of times it's just better for us to maybe keep silent, to keep silent, to just be there. Like they all came to him came there for him when they saw him going through it and they didn't say anything they probably should have just stayed that way the words were kind that were being said not okay I'm not kind is definitely the wrong thing to use the words that were being said by each friend made some type of sense in some type of way but they no matter how we try to encourage a person we will never fully have the answer that is why encouraging a person through scripture and through what the lord said previously is the only way to go because god said these things and god's promises are what stand so having a friend that is going to encourage you through scripture and encourage you through god's word is the best way to go but even then sometimes people are not going to oh just completely Agree, Even though it is the truth, when we are given biblical, godly, Christ wisdom from the Bible, it is true. You cannot, you, the Bible, the word of God is the truth. That doesn't mean it's going to register to the person that is hurting right then and there. Sometimes it may take them a while to process it because they're in their own mind. All they feel is the backlash and the hurt that's going on. 
you still give your encouragement. When God allows you, you pray about things. God, give me the things to say to this person. And when he does, when he gives you his word and the right words to say to that person during their trying times, that's when you speak. Whether or not the person is going to react immediately to it, that's not our business. That's between them and God. But let's go on to Job chapter 7. Job chapter 7. Is there not a time of hard service for man on earth? Are not his days also like the days of a hired man? Like a servant who earnestly desires the shade, and like a hired man who eagerly looks for his wages? So I have been allotted months of futility, and wearisome nights have been appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, when shall I arise, and the night be ended? For I have had my fill of tossing till dawn. My flesh is caked with worms and dust. My skin is cracked and breaks out afresh. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is a breath. My eye will never again see good. The eye of him who sees me will see me no more. While your eyes are upon me, I shall no longer be. As the cloud disappears and vanishes away, so he who goes down to the grave does not come up. He shall never return to his house, nor shall his place know him anymore. Therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Am I a sea or a sea serpent that you set a guard over me? When I say my bed will comfort me, my couch will ease my complaint, then you scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions so that my soul chooses strangling and death rather than my body. I loathe my life. I would not live forever. Let me alone, for my days are but a breath. What is man that you should exalt him? that you should set your heart on him, that you should visit him every morning and test him every moment. How long will you not look away from me and let me alone till I swallow my saliva? Have I sinned? What have I done to you, O watcher of men? Why have you set me as your target so that I am burdened to myself? Why then do you, do you not pardon my transgressions and take away my iniquity? For now I will lie down in the dust, and you will seek me diligently, but I will no longer be. Job is continuing his complaining, and he even says, he says it in verse 11. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. And, you know, it's it's something. His, his body is caked up with all these scars and boils and everything. He's itching uncontrollably. He's looking different at this point. He's down, down, down in the slums at this point. And he just, he lost, you know, his, his, his family. He has been through a lot. So we have to understand that too. Job has definitely been through a lot. So at this point, he's asking God, have I sinned? What have I done to you, O watcher of men? Why have you set me as your target so that I am a burden to myself? He has questions. He has questions. You know what? I love this conversation between Job and him asking the Lord these things. Because while Job says that he's complaining, 
back in uh, verse 11 when he says, I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. You know what? Why is it framed or looked upon as a bad thing to ask the Lord why? You know what I'm saying? Like, God knows the beginning and he knows the end. Whether he decides to answer why he's doing something is his business. He does not, of course, have to do anything that he does not want to do. But when we come to him boldly and we ask him in prayer, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Because you know what he's going to provide to us? The truth. Will he provide it when we feel like he needs to provide it? Maybe, maybe not. But he's going to always give us the truth. He's a father and he loves us. You know, he's a father and he loves us. I remember being younger and I wasn't one of those children who would get a lot of beatings or whoopings or anything like that. But... When I was a little, little bit younger, well, way younger than I am now, if I had done something wrong, I would want to know why. Now, sometimes I would be, I wouldn't be so bold and asking like, why are you mad at me? Why did you do this to me? Of course. But I would wonder in my little head, like, why, like, what's going on? Probably knowing good and well that I done did something I didn't have anything to do. I mean, you know, I done did something that I wasn't supposed to do. But it's always that little, like, did it have to go this far? Like, why? We can talk to God. We can go to God in prayer. We can ask him. And I believe that's important because through that asking and getting down on our knees, because think about it, Job was in such pain and so afflicted. I'm pretty sure he was on his knees crying out to the Lord, okay, in a lot of these situations. So whatever gets us to relationship or in relationship with the Lord, clinging on to him, needing him for our dear lives and understanding that this situation is not going to, is not going to, um, what is the right words? And knowing that the affliction that we're going through at the time is not going to be solved or helped through anybody else but him, that's the best position to be in. On our knees, crying out to the Lord. If Whether you're crying and asking him why, or whether you're crying and praying on somebody else's behalf, of a, whatever it is, that is the best position to be humbled down, honoring God, glorifying God as his faithful servant, his curious servant, whatever type of servant you are at the time. Seeking God for the answer. Seeking God for the strength to get through your situation. So while Job is saying that he's going to complain in the bitterness of my soul, sometimes that's good for us. Lord, what's going on? You know, Job chapter six and Job chapter seven, definitely great chapters. Job is definitely a long book, um, but a book that needs to be read. Okay, because I learned something all the time every time I listen to a chapter I just I always learn something or I hear something that I didn't hear the first time I kid you not I listen to the word over and over and over and over again when I'm getting ready to do these podcast episodes 
the chapter that I'm going to be reading and reflecting on, I go over it several times before because I want to know, you know, and I still won't grasp everything. And that's the beauty of the word of God. But I do believe that once I get ready to record this episode and I ask God to give me what he needs to give me, all of him, less of me, it comes through on these episodes. And I know somebody is getting something out of it. Okay? This ain't about me. It's about the Lord. It's about glorifying him. Because these times that we are living in, even the times before this, craziness dates back and back and back and back. Worldly corruption dates back. This is nothing new. These things that are happening, nothing new. People killing each other. Siblings harming each other. All this adultery, um, idolatry, adultery, sexual immorality, immorality, period. Just bitterness, hatefulness, grudges being held. All of this stuff has happened before and it's happening now. This is nothing new to God. But what God wants us to do in these times is seek him and to cling to him. Because that he is our anchor. He's our anchor. So books like Job and all the books of the Bible, all of God's word is good. We need this. We need God's word. I cannot start a day going off on a little tangent, but not really. It's all coming together. It's all going to be, you know, the same, you know, leading up to glorifying God. But I can't go a day without reading something in the Bible, without talking to God, without thanking God. I can't go a day without doing that. Back in the day, like before, like let's say three or four years ago, it wasn't this important to me. But it took me to go through a situation to really realize, girl, God has been with you all this time. You better start glorifying him. You better start praising him. You better start thanking him. Okay, so I pray that this resource of a podcast ultimately gets you in your word to learn more about Jesus Christ, to learn more about God. God is so good. God knows everything. Everything is in his eyesight. He knows everything. He sees everything. Get into his word and be like honor him. You know, we have Bibles. We have the Bible app available, readily available to install on our phones that can set reminders and you get a daily scripture every single day. There's no excuse for us not to be glorifying and reading God's word. There's no excuse. This has been the best and nothing else will ever even. This is the best situation that I've ever been in a situation a relationship a permanent eternal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ Jesus dying for my sins there's nothing more that I need to ask for me sharing God's word me reading God's word and sharing it with you all I love doing this I can do this for the rest of my life I will do this for the rest of my life as long as I have breath in my body I will not spend another day that God grants me and gives me 
I will not take another day for granted without glorifying him in some way, without sharing his word in some way. As long as I am able to, I will glorify the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve, we will praise, we will glorify the Lord. Because God has been nothing but good to me. I'm going to leave you with this. Even if you decide not to believe in God, God is still going to be. God is still real. God is still faithful. God is still everywhere. God still owns, governs everything. All of this, everything belongs to him. God has, God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. You, a person, me not believing in him does not lessen him. So you might as well. We might as well believe in the creator, God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. Because whether we believe or not, it does not affect him. It does not change him. It does not move him down. He's still going to be. He is, he was, and will be forever. He does not need our approval. See, God does not need our our approval to be. We need his approval to be. I pray this episode encourages you to get into the word of God. Read the Bible, study the Bible, and apply God's word to your daily life. Things will be better. Things will be different. Things may not be perfect, but things will be tolerable and better. If you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please accept him. Now is the time. Don't feel like you can wait till tomorrow because you don't know that. You don't know if you have that time. Accept God. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior now. Repent. Repent of your sins. We can't hide it from him anyway. He knows. He already knows. Be honest with him because he already knows. Accept eternal life. God has a place for his children. Life may be going good right now for a lot of people and they feel like they have the perfect thing. Think about eternity. Eternity, you can't even imagine. Eyes have not seen. Okay? You cannot imagine. It's above us what God has for us after what we see now. And for some people, life may be one of the hardest things that you're going through right now but if you understand that you have the if that you have the best father god the main father jesus christ our lord and savior as your anchor and walking beside you eternal life eternity is going to be awesome get into your word study your word and until the next episode Have a great day. Have a great night. Keep God first in every single thing that you do. Bye.